Ready? Yo, 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 where's my Yoshi's at? Where's my Yoshi's at? There he is. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. This is ready for that 80s cheese wrap. It's not here. <laughs> Just a bunch of guys being ridiculous, though. All right, man. It was all about introducing yourself, saying what you're going to do, and then, like, dropping the mic. <laughs> I'm out. Yo, my name is Rob, and I'm going to... Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. And uh, I forget how this goes. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Gonna start the show. <laughs> Gonna rap about games. Away we go. Uh-uh. Every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. Uh, we pick a topic and we get into it. This week is very special because it's an 80s throwback. I wish. Oh. <laughs> Throw back over your shoulder, behind the back. I thought you. Yeah, I thought we had some more. I thought you had more in the tank. Oh, I do, but <laughs> I was I wasn't prepared to spill it on the floor just yet. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Um, so uh, every week we listen to great music from all consoles and all generations. And um, this week is a special episode. As we do every month, we do a live streamed recording of an episode specifically for our Patreon members. At, so at all levels of our Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels if you want to hang out and just make jokes with us in the chat room and you get all the visual gags. You get to see what me and Pernell look like in real life. In my Spoilers. Office. I'm always sweaty wearing a white t-shirt lately. Yeah, but Pernell, that could change. Pernell goes to the gym and comes here and it smells incredible in about, <laughs> in about two hours. <laughs> This room is ripe. I, I got to put out there, though. I genuinely appreciate that he's... I mean, because if he ever were like, look, stop doing that, I'd find a way around it. But he's always been like, you know, Pernell, this is important to you. It looked like you changed your shirt. I did. I changed in the street. Which, by the way, how how <laughs> much is Pernell progress in his fitness routine? I'll change my shirt in the street now. I like this. <laughs> That's how much I've progressed. I will change my shirt in the middle of the street before say, coming out. Oh, so you gave our neighbors a little uh, little show. <laughs> well, but then I'll see what I'm doing. It's like, oh, a very responsible young man he is. He's changing before going into the house. <laughs> I wish I wish my I wish everyone would do that. I wish my friends would change before coming into the <laughs> change house. Your, change your clothes. Um, all right. So uh, before we get in today's topic, you got anything you want to talk? Yeah, anything you want to share, Pernell? Well, anything I'm you want to share? Yes, yes. This is show and tell. This is my beverage. It's delicious. Actually, it's not really. But I'm drinking it because I paid money for it. Body um, body armor. Body armor. That's how you know it's good. It's named after Kevlar. Oh, um, uh, yes. Hydration plus caffeine. That's that's all you. So my Garbage Pail Kids did sell. I might have mentioned that last week, but they sold for a decent penny. And now I've, I got the itch. I got the itch. So people that know me personally, I've seen this on my Facebook, but for people who don't know me on, the, on that level, I got to thinking for some reason, like in the group I'm in, someone mentioned uh, the old Sega Genesis Power Base Converter, which is an old device that used to be snapped on top of the Genesis Model 1 to play Sega Master System games. And once someone mentioned it, I started thinking, like, do I still own that thing? It'd be nice to get to you know unload it and get some money off of it. And I remembered it. I got a vision of it being in a specific place where it's been sitting for like 26 years. And I went back to my old house, went back to that spot, moved a few things, and there it was. That's incredible. Caked in dust because it literally sat there all those years untouched by the, anybody. The, the picture of you holding like this gray box and then the next picture holding the actual 
box for the power base converter with like the KB Toys. Um, oh, Electronics Boutique. Uh, yeah, Electronics Boutique uh, uh, price on the top corner of it. That's incredible. And I, and I intentionally took the photo of it covered in dust because I wanted to show like this is what happens when something sits for this long. You know what we're all thinking is what else is in this house? <laughs> what? Um, is it, oh, do you think your um? Do you think your Sega channel is still there? Oh no, the second channel we couldn't keep unless you, unless you were really crafty oh, because they reclaimed those. They reclaimed those. So anybody who's like, I still got my second channel, they stole it. <laughs> Not that I'm judging, but they stole it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, so I, I'm probably gonna sell that when I get back from my trip next week. Uh, I'm going to sell more garbage pail kid boxes that I had sitting around. They're not worth as much as my 30th anniversary box, which was worth a surprising amount of money. But they're still worth enough to unload. And I'm officially unloading my Danganronpa games because I'm ordering the Switch version of it. And it's like, get that extra cake. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of moving, a little bit of shaking. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But... You might be hearing this and going, well, Pernell's finally unloading the beast. He's unleashing the beast. He's selling off all of his games. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. No, 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 <laughs> Still no, no, scratch, no, no. scratching my chin over here. No, like, but, I but I'm, pr- I'm proud of you to, 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 to be making these decisions because it, it's a hard decision to make. <laughs> it is a hard decision. Yeah, are you reading? So you know, I, we have a new Patreon member, Chris, says that uh, Pernell is going to sell the power base converter and invest in Downey Unstoppable. I could, though I got to tell you, believe it or not, the thing I'm looking to invest in is Target. Because I've been thinking about, like, you know, I'm, I'm stock stupid. I'm just going to be blunt. But I'm trying to, like, do a little bit more with that with the little bits of money I got. And so I'm like, okay. That was, that was me. But I'm like, so what should I do? Like, what would be worth doing? And how is Pernell making his decisions? Well, I invest in F0X, which is an actual stock. <laughs> I was like, well, F0X sounds appealing. So I invested in that. Watch, it's like, it's like fracking and... <laughs> God, t- don't t- even do that to me. It's futuristic racing. It's coming. People are investing in it. The only the only person who's coming up with those companies is a fake company, and I'm sure it's going to be. Is uh, it is it Nintendo? Elon Musk being like, I'm going to make a hover car before anybody else, and everyone's like, money, <laughs> Just give it up. But then the other company is probably going to be Target because I live at Target. Like, I just bought Mario Golf and Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. And by buying those two games, I got a $35 gift card to go back to the store. And then I bought uh, two gift cards to the Nintendo eShop, thinking that that the whole promo was over. And they gave me another $35. So I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know where this came from. Clearly, I'm skirting the system here. It's a glitch. I don't care. I'm not telling anybody nothing. So I just I just like stacking sales at Target. I live at Target now. I have a cot in the basement, so I may as well have some stock invested there too. Yeah. But like aside from that, I'm still that guy trying to play my video games and my board games. I just wish there was a way to like Oh, speaking of which, don't forget your games on the way out. Oh, I won't. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. Cause I'm like Ooh. Oh, fun fact. So guys, I load Rob and his wife some board games and I'm trying. Also, I'm, another, I'm trying really hard another, to get... Th- another reason to be proud of you, that you actually lent us some games for like a few days. Yes. <laughs> soy! 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 <laughs> Freaking Martin Prince. You got greedy, Martin. <laughs> uh, but uh, so like I loaned them some games and I'm like, okay, they're my friends. They're responsible. They're not going to do anything with them. But I kid you not. I was like... Are, are they taking care of my things? What's happening uh, we did not... Okay, okay we, we did not take them to the pool. We played two of the games. <laughs> They're still in the box. We were walking by the pool. Whoops! Okay, so I, op- I opened the one box of Nova Luna, 
and all of the like you know how you punch the cardboard out of those little things yeah the cardboard slots to hold all the pieces yeah the little templates and I you put them all back in and all of that trash you still keep yes I kept it all for you thank you <laughs> thank you I kept your trash in the box <laughs> <laughs> just like I like it all right so the, the top <clears throat> excuse me so the topic this week is a continuation of the summer of 16-bit it is your your underappreciated gems gems yes now keep in mind for those listening to the show this isn't the oh whatever man that's not underappreciated everybody and their mom's playing it this is not that show this is if our listener says it's underappreciated right it's underappreciated i would they say they feel it's underappreciated if there we're was, gonna ride that way there's one time that you said oh man i love this game and somebody said i don't know what that game is boom underappreciated or i i looked it over because it looked stupid at blockbuster underappreciated underappreciated if Purnell, you, if you used to hold up your coffee table, underappreciated. Purnell is underappreciated. <laughs> Don't stop it, you. <laughs> um, but like all Patreon episodes, all of our tracks this week, most of our tracks this week are from um, suggestions from our listeners and Patreon members with included testimonials, just like the late, great VGM Jukebox episode, uh, podcast. I missed that show. I missed that show, too. Uh, but every once in a while, you get to hear Keyglyph on the Legacy Music Hour. So don't forget to tune into the Legacy Music Hour uh, every month. Once a month. I thought you were like, Brunel add something. I don't know. You should watch it or listen to it. It's a great show. Yeah. If you, <laughs> and if you haven't heard the show, just stop this one and turn that one. Don't you, hey, hey, let's not go nuts. <laughs> listen to them concurrently. Concurrently. Okay. Just just don't stop. Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, this is an odd-numbered episode, right? 28-7. So, Purnell, oh, this is all on you. It's Peabody perfect. Well, Pick listen, a good one. Oh, I already know what I'm picking because this came from listener Chris Murray, and it's a track. It's a game that I think if you really lay it on the table, I would agree that it's underappreciated. I have friends who talk about it, but in the grand scheme of things, I never hear people talk about it. This comes from listener Chris Murray. This is Battle 2, also known as the boss theme from the game Lufia and the Fortress of Doom on the Super Nintendo, composed by Yasunori Shiono.
There we go. Welcome back. You're listening to the boss theme from the game Luffy and the Fortress of Doom on the Super Nintendo, composed by Yasunori Shiono and, com- and selected by listener and friend Chris Murray. Which is interesting, too, because today, fellow friend and BGM you know, friend Chris Taylor from the Obscure Music Podcast, or Facebook group, just finished his entire run of all the Lufia games. Today, he finished it all. So... It's a nice day for Lufia fans between him and this show and the Lufia mom. You know, Mass has got unearthed in Colorado recently. That was good. Anyway, what did he say about it? Chris didn't have a ton to say here, but he still typed, not a hidden gem or anything, but definitely one of the lesser appreciated 16-bit RPGs, even within his own series for that matter. And that is true because when people talk about this series, they're usually talking about Lufia 2. They are. And they stick with that. Yeah. But both have incredible soundtracks. Mm, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love them all. And this is like one of those games where I feel like it fits the summer motif for me too because I never owned it. I only rented it. And I only rented it because I really wanted an RPG to play. I'd burned through the main ones that were on the shelves. And this was all that was left at the time. And the box didn't look appealing to me, but I was like, well, it's an RPG, right? You know, Luffy is a person. I like that. I, I like that. Pernell just, he burned through all of the SNES RPGs available. Just did them all. Just did them. Knocked them did right them the heck out. And then took this guy home. And then was like, wait, I'm, I was surprised by how much I like this. But it's also stupid hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's a grinder. So when I say difficult, it's RPG difficult. It's not... This isn't a you don't strategize really in this game. It's just if you, it's either you have just as I take that bet. When you grind in the game, at least from my memory, you can never really overpower yourself. It's just they have a cap where you're kind of like you're just strong enough to work it. Mm. So you got to play your strengths. But if you don't come and leveled up well enough, you're just gonna you're just gonna lose. <laughs> you get one hit KO'd by basic spells. It's ridiculous. But. It's a perfect game for maintaining that simple loop of town, scenario, dungeon, Hmm. outcome, town, just wash, rinse, repeat over and over until you get to the end of the game. It's like, oh my God, I'm playing the past and the present or whatever. The the, the story comes together, right? Yes, it does. It's a fantastic game. A good choice. Good choice. Yeah, it's a very good choice. And the, the, the battle, like, I've actually heard of this game, so there you go. <laughs> the, the, the battle music for all of the Lufia games, I guess all two of them, are incredible. Justin Schneider goes, things leveled up relative to you. No, 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 they didn't level up. So what it was was, it was designed where you get to a town, and that region had monsters that are proportionate to a certain level. And then the dungeon you were going to, enemies were a little bit stronger than that, and the boss was a jerk. Just straight up a jerk. So... As you attacked guys, depending on how low your level was, determined how quickly you'd get experience to eventually get to the point where you hit a ceiling of sorts where you get experience, but not really enough to care. So it's like, okay, now I just need to go and defeat the boss. And then once you're past that part of the game, the next area is going to start giving you good experience because now you're fighting enemies that are you know much stronger than you again. Yeah. So... I was never a big fan of the games where the enemies level up with you, unless they were really good at administering skills. What are some of those games? I'm trying to remember. I know I've experienced that, but I can't remember which ones. It's a rarity for me, too. Like, I barely remember any off the top of my head. I just know that's usually the shtick. It's like, they're like, well, they get strong alongside you, so you can't grind through them. Actually, Seventh Saga was one like that. Hmm. Seventh Saga was like that. More so the bosses were like that, though. But um, if you could get skills that were 
that could turn the tide. So even though your levels were the point where you couldn't like say I had this much strength to be better than this guy, you could say, well, I have this new skill. Let's me do this thing, which makes me lets me build up a brand new strategy to work from. And now I'm better than I was before. Then I'm okay with it. Otherwise, screw. Oh, no wonder I could remember Final Fantasy VIII. That turd. I kid. I kid. Oh, Final Fantasy VIII. They leveled up with you. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was. I knew I played one. Chris? I knew I, because I didn't. I never played seventh. Seventh guest. Uh-huh. Seventh guest. Seventh saga. Seventh saga. And the seventh guest is like that point-and-click horror adventure. Slash RPG. Slash RPG. In a house <laughs> with dogs that chase you. Slash dungeon explorer slash dating sim. And Chris and Chris should know because he <laughs> is also a fellow turn-based critic from back in the day. Um, so he's he and I have had many an RPG debate slash discussion slash, slash argument slash, slash drunken rant <laughs> slash best. It was fun. So he knows he knows my feelings for Final oh, Fantasy VIII yeah. very well. I know I know you I know what I know what you're up to with those those sessions for now. <laughs> See, I like that though. So that's there is the ground FF8 was the guardian force ability. So that's what that's what works. It's like you make your character so that they can handle what they're what's coming at them. Not I'm going to grind my levels up until yeah, I just stomp exactly everybody. so that I can get so good here that I know that the next three areas I'm just not going to have a problem. Which for me, I'll get lost, accidentally grind for four hours, and then do really well. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is old as old RPGs, I would get lost every time. And you just come out on top as a freaking Viking. That's right, that, that, and that's and that, that is advice for life. Don't be afraid to get lost. Just grind it out. Yeah, live, laugh, love, grind, <laughs> punch trees until you strengthen up. Suplex a train. Um, so our next track is going to be um, on not a 16-bit console for now, but a 16-bit computer system. You know how it is. When we were kids, there's everything 16-bit. It just if it has 16-bit somewhere amongst the description, it counts. It counts. Absolutely, it counts. Um, so I had uh, I had two cousins that owned the Amiga computer system, and I was always interested in the games that were on it because they were so different and they were so they looked so advanced. So we're going to hear a game called Trodlers. Which was kind of like a a Lemmings game, but not quite. Kind of a point and click uh, puzzler. Um, <laughs> Stephen Miller with the win here. Live, laugh, level up. Live, laugh, and level up. Thank you. Thank I you. want that on my wall. If anyone's really good at crafting art for these sorts of things, I will pay you for yeah, it. But, but I'm like, stating it outright right now. Fun? You still have that that those those words on your steps. That's right, but if they said if I could get live, laugh, level up, I'd peel them off. I would have peeled them off day one. Never! Live, laugh, level up! Gimme! <laughs> Alright, so that's coming from the Amiga. This is called Trodlers, is the game. Trodlers. Uh, the, the track is called Crossed, and it's by a classic composer, famous composer, Alistair Brimble.
And we're back. You're listening to Troddlers for the Amiga computer system composed by Alistair Brimble. This track is called Crossed, and it was picked by our listener, Christopher Stenstrom. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good, really good track. It's so, it's so 80s or, no, it's, I think, I don't know, it's got a, it's got a sound. I, I feel like Amiga music already has kind of a sound, and this is like leaning super hard into like fantasy world. You know? I kind of want to play it now yeah. because... The, Description that, but the fact that it's supposedly like another type of Lemmings style yeah. game, and honestly, I didn't know of a game aside from Lemmings that played like Lemmings that wasn't Krusty's Funhouse. Mm. So to hear what that is just kind of surprised me. And honestly, Krusty's Funhouse was even not 100% Lemmings. It was like, you know, Lemmings, but you can manipulate an individual in the world instead of the world itself. Right. Yeah. I, I was thinking about uh, Choo Choo Rocket, but that's not exactly manipulating like their jobs. It's just telling them where to go. Putting an arrow on the floor. Yeah, and hoping they don't get killed. Which, by the way, I would totally play that on the Switch right now. Is it on the Switch? No, but that's what I'm saying. It should be on the Switch. It's uh, so, it's such a, it'd be so smart to do. Are there touch controls on the Switch? You can do touch controls, but, the, you know, of course, yes, you know, the flair in that game was the multiplayer. So oh, you wouldn't yeah. use touch. You'd have to have, like, four Joy-Cons on the screen. Oh, that'd the screen. be amazing. That would be so good. But no, no, no. For now, we're not talking about Choo Choo Rocket. We're talking about Troddlers. That is true. They sound sounds like toddlers yeah, but with shovels. But, like, but like, like gnomes or, or ogres? Wildebeest? I don't know. Something. Little critters. It's called critters. This part I like. It's so good. Like, it makes me break it down now. <laughs> That's what the break dancing troggler just shows up and starts, he spins and drills into the earth. That's <laughs> you gotta have, like, the cool 90s troddler with, like, the hat backwards hat. He's got the basketball. Break it down there. All the troddlers know what's up. All right, so I'm gonna read a testimonial from Christopher Sentrum. He would like to say Hey, guys. It has been a while since I've written to you with a song suggestion for an upcoming episode. And honestly, now that I do it, I notice how much I miss writing to you guys. Hope I will keep doing it for upcoming Patreon topics. Please do. Uh, we miss your picks as well. Yeah, even if you don't write for a track, just write in general. Yeah, just be like, hey. And then we'll write, hey. And return. All right. Um, all right. So for the 16-bit summer theme of underappreciated 16-bit games of tunes, I usually have my go-to summer hit, which is the Color of the Summer Sky from Secret of Mana. However, that game is not an underappreciated game. Therefore, it is out of the question for this theme. Instead, I had to look into myself for a tune that really sparks summer joy for me. And the first one that came to mind is a game that I played on the Super Nintendo as well. I, I never gotten that far. I never heard of this game on the, on the Super Nintendo. Me neither. Yeah. Um, I never gotten that far to hear the song in the game, uh, the song I'm about to request for this topic. But when I did a podcast episode on the British composer Alistair Brimble, I saw the game Troddlers, which instantly jump-started my memory. So what I bring to the table this time is the song Crossed from the game Troddlers, which in my opinion is an underrated game, which was super fun in contrast to boring Lemmings, <laughs> which really says, uh, a game simple yet very elegant. Uh, note, the better version of the song is the Amiga version, and that's why I posted that link instead of the Super Nintendo version. I can dig that. Yeah, I dig that. I, again, I like the Amiga sound. But I'll tell you what I can dig a little bit more, just slightly more. The thought that two weeks from now we might get a letter from like a Lemming super fan who's like, I call out Christopher Shistrom, boring my foot. I'll show you the boring game. And it becomes like a whole episode, Lemmings versus Trogglers. Oh, man. That, that That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, the fists up side to side. I'm imagining like a really like, uh, 
like, digitized version of them, like in Mortal Kombat, and they got like their fists out. And, <laughs> and then like, in the background, they're both they're all just walking off cliffs. <laughs> because of course they would be truck doors. That does they, sound like that's they, they walk off a cliff right into like a, a sea of um, the, the pit of uh, spikes. Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever's most painful. Those I mean, poor the, things. The lemmings for were themselves. the lemmings were designed just to to blow up and die and get smushed in all these horrible ways to begin with. Poor, poor critters. Man, I played that game way back on. I downloaded it from a bulletin board system called the PC Pub. That uh, Henry. His uncle ran it from the barn and the farm that he grew up in. Oh, cool! So this is pre-internet, and I would I I I, set, I started the download at like eight or nine p.m. and I had to just let it go because it was that it was a twenty-four hundred modem. So did it mess with your head when you realized that the PC pub actually existed in the barn? Uh, no, and it didn't serve drinks. No, it became awesome because well, then, milk. Because then he was like, "Hey guys, I got like all the newest games," and I was like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> okay, in that case, it's like all balances. Yeah, out. yeah, you got Duke Nukem and Doom and all that stuff. Just get me entertained. But I, yeah, I waited all night just to play Lemmings, and and it was just it's on my CGA monitor, so it was like pink, kind of purple blue and black <laughs> <laughs> Lemmings, and it ran pretty well. I had the first few stages, and then like it took up too much space on the hard drive. So I had to delete it to like write a paper for school. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> days. What a I, word document. And then I wanted to play it again. So I had to wait like six hours for it to download. <laughs> I I miss those days, and yet also I really don't. I you know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I really don't. Okay, uh, Pranel, it's time for your next track. All right, this track comes from a game that. I feel like I should have heard of before hearing this, and I'm sure I probably have, because I bet it's like a Capcom beat-em-up collection or something, but I didn't until this came along from um, listener what? and friend Bedroth. Bedroth. Oh, a very good music podcast. This track comes from the game King of Dragons, and it's titled Cave of Hydra, composed by Yoko Shimomura, so you know it's a bop, but judge for yourself when it starts right about... You're listening to The Cave of Hydra from the game The King of Dragons, released on the Super Nintendo, composed by Yoko Shimomura, and submitted by listener and friend Bedroth of the Very Good Music Podcast. What did Bedroth have to say about this? As Buttspo called it, 
legit deep cut. Well, I had to think about this one for a while because my concept of what's underrated isn't the same as other people's. In the end, however, I thought of four SNES games I remember enjoying that I've heard very few people bring up. I've asked Twitter which was the most underrated amongst those, and I realized the excellent Krusty's Funhouse, Super Funhouse rather, didn't have an excellent soundtrack. And finally, I listened to the wonderful OST from the underappreciated and overshadowed fantasy beat-em-up, The King of Dragons, composed by the VGM queen herself, Yoko Shimomura. So please enjoy Cave of Hydra. Now I want to know what those other games were, unless you want to keep them secret for future podcasts from track submissions yeah. or for your show, but I want to know what those other tracks are now. It's like, what what did King of Dragons beat out on your options? This one's really good, though. I mean, oh, oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. This this was clearly a good win on his Twitter for mm-hmm. his Twitter shit, because they voted of the tr- games he had, this is what won his vote request. So thank you, Twitter folks, for guiding, oh, yeah, guiding yeah, yeah, Bedroff. Yeah, yeah. On the right path to get I, us this tune on the show. I voted on that. What did I vote for? What was on that thing? Uh, I hope you voted for this. No, I did not. Oh, cripes, Rob. <laughs> well, for he, said, he said, Krusty Super Fun House, oh. King of Dragons, Animaniacs, and Hook. I might have voted for... It better have been Animaniacs. Hook. It might have been Hook. What? My man. <laughs> I played every game on the list that he's naming here. Yeah, no. <laughs> and of all those... It goes this game now, yeah. Animaniacs, and I guess Hook because, like he said, Krusty Super Fun House. The music works enough for the game, but I only want to bop. As you know, there was one track from the game I did like, and I think I even played it on the show once. But oh, yeah, we, I think it was part of our Simpsons episode, and I, we were, we both listened to all of these games, and we thought, oh no, there's not a lot of great music in these games. Wait, how did Krusty Super Fun House win? Oh, because people enjoy playing that game, not necessarily enjoy the uh, music of that, that game. Makes sense. Because looking back on it now, I think I did vote for Krusty's Super Fun House. And, and, and the now. best part is I bet he even mentioned what has the better soundtrack. And people were like, oh, I love playing Krusty Super Fun House. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. Just like polls usually go. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Anyway, we're moving on to our next <laughs> our next track. Um, this is from Electric Boogaloo. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Coming in with a super obscure hit. I have never heard of Probably this Probably the most obscure one of this episode. Yeah. Cripes. With an incredible soundtrack. So thank you so much, Electric Boogaloo, for this pick. This is stages one and four from the game Trampoline Terror! Exclamation point. For the Sega Genesis. North American release. Doesn't this sound like a friggin' Zombies Ate My Neighbors stage title? It does, but if you play this game, it is like a very Japanese-looking puzzler. Um platformer slash I don't know what it's crazy looking but uh, the composer is unknown we don't know who it is but this is Trampoline Terror for the Sega Genesis picked by Electric Boogaloo and composed by you know what I'm going to say it right now Electric Boogaloo composed Uh, do do do
you're listening to stages one and four from Trampoline Terror for the Sega Genesis with the unknown composer, good old buddy there, and uh, picked by Electric Boogaloo with no, no testimonial. Just magic. Just magic. Just magic in the inbox. <laughs> if you want to send magic to our inbox, you can send it to rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Make that magic happen. But like, yeah, honestly, I do like that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, because I'm always surprised. Like, we'll do like a Patreon episode. I'm like, get those tracks in. Get the tracks in. Because I look forward to hearing what people have to send in. So it's like, with a testimony or without, you don't even have to justify. Just be like, this is what we're picking. I, I like it. But it's always more cool to read a testimonial in general. Because I want to get. In there. I want to hear what's going on in your head. Why did you pick a track? What did you eat for breakfast this morning? Doesn't matter. Yeah, give us your breakfast picks. Don't need song picks. Give us your, your breakfast picks. You gotta have breakfast. Oh, Pernell, yeah. Pernell doesn't eat breakfast. Hey, hey, hey. I have, like, you know, I have you know three handfuls of cereal constitutes as a Ooh, decent big, and well-nourished breakfast. Ooh, tough guy. Hey, oh, tough guy is a speed, <laughs> a speed guy. I'm a guy who never has time. It's always a, in a rush. Always in a rush. Always toast in my mouth. <laughs> it's true. You show up to the house and if you've got food in your hands or in your mouth. That's right. Half the time you can't get the door open. That's right. You, know, you got your elbow. <laughs> trying to open the door because I got to <laughs> eat, but I don't have time. Trying to keep my dog from running out. And you're like, oh, my goodness, let me get this. See that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Chris right there with the hook. Bacon, egg, and cheese on. See a bite of bread. Oh, I'd eat it. Eat it right the heck now. Ah, mm. uh, ch- jalapeno kolaches. I don't even know what that is. And I want it. Is that a ground koala or something? No, it, it better not be. No, you don't eat ground koala. Those things are adorable. Crowned koala. Never eat. I will never. <laughs> you have so much caffeine in this drink. It's insane. It's dangerous. It's not that much. It's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I was wrong. It's a thousand milligrams of potassium. Yeah. See. No sulfate though. No, no potassium no, 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 sulfate. No, 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 no. I thought I thought that was a thousand milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> and I was like, Pernell's taking off again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna pack. I'm gonna pack. I'm gonna pack everything for for the weekend. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Like I'm the ready. whole house is like in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm gonna hop. I'm not gonna pay for that luggage storage. So screw that. Oh, I'm man. cheap, baby. Well, um. Anyway, if if you have not played Trampoline Terror, as we have not, good luck finding it. Good luck finding try it. Emulate it. It looks interesting. But go check out the soundtrack on YouTube because it's out there on YouTube and it's really good. Um, this track's fun. It's silly, but like the the, the opening theme is really neat. It's really funky. Right, Pernell, we're on to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on to you. We're on to you, Pernell. <laughs> Jig is up. Jig is up. Jig is up, man. Well, this track actually comes from Mike Myers for a game that I've heard of, but up until his submission, I honestly did not know it existed on the PC Engine. Hmm. But lo and behold, it yeah, does. I saw it. had a few um, consoles it came out on. Not just the PC Engine. The PC Engine Super CD. That's right, which means you know the music's going to be a bop. And that game is called Game Ground. This is the stage one theme from that game for the PC Engine CD, composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi and Yu Takata from T's Music.
welcome back. You're listening to Stage there 1 from go. the game Game Ground <laughs> for the PC Engine CD. Composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi and Yu Tokata for T's music and submitted by listener and friend Mike Myers. So, God, I got to start doing more Gilbert Gottfried impressions. That's no, you, no, 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 not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> not on this show. <laughs> Let's read this testimonial, shall we? <laughs> game Ground proved that action games don't need to be fast to be fun if they mix with a bit of strategy. Though the SX version lacks the multiplayer of the arcade and Mega Drive versions, it does make up for it by having this rockin' soundtrack. Also, a Sega game on the competitor's system? What? What in friggin' deed? Because up until this submission, I friggin' had no idea this had a PC Engine version. But I'm glad it does, because this track slaps! It's really good. I like this section. I think there's this, like, right before the, uh, it loops around... It like it's like this little sweep of strings. It's really cool. I don't know. It's again like the Amiga. It has like a really specific like '90s sound to it. You know these really '90s keyboard sounds. I just I love them. I'm a fan. I was a big. I'm a big fan of that. But this is a Super CD game, right? So didn't mm-hmm. the Super CD only have so many? I thought the system only had so many games made for it. Or I'm thinking of like Super CD two or something. You might be thinking of Super CD two because. Oh, okay. As a U.S. person, it's hard to keep track sometimes because they had a multitude of attachments and a. Yeah, okay, it. yeah, it was a Super CD-ROM too. Only had so many, only had so many uh, games. But this this one probably had more than a, more than a few. Yeah, because that was the yeah. first. This is the first model. Because then Super CD two before the Duo came out, you had to have the CD attachment, and then you had to put a special Hue card in the Hue card slot to juice the system up even more. That's amazing. So they that thing was like. That was the era of just add-ons on top of add-ons on top of add-ons between yeah. the Genesis and the Duo. I think the Super was the only one who didn't. That was because their add-on got discontinued. Like it just That's didn't come right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, did now did now did the PC Engine or Turbo Graphics? Did they have a light gun as well? No light gun. All right. So I remember, yeah, Super Nintendo, Super 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 Nintendo, Super <laughs> Nintendo had the uh, the bazooka situation, right? And the Super Scope Six. And then um, the Mega Drive had like a machine gun situation. Yeah, I don't remember what this was called. I know they had a pistol called the Justifier, though. Yeah, and that was based or off Magnum. Yeah, that was based off of the arcade Lethal Enforcers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always wondering if, if the Turbo Graphics went, went down that road too. Turbo Graphics just had a friggin' adapter to play two players <laughs> because some, for some reason they didn't have the foresight to put two ports on there. I'll say the on um, the original the original controller for the Turbo Graphics that button is hard, hard to hit. Yeah, but at the same time, he had all he had turbo buttons or turbo togglers built into the controller. Now, whose whose design idea was that to be like we made the controller and the buttons hard to hit? So instead of like making that button a little bit lighter to the touch, let's uh, just add a turbo button. Uh, genius, that's who. <laughs> like a genius. <laughs> so what, what did you use the the turbo for? Like was it just shooters, or did it help to get through RPGs to like skip through stuff? I, no, well, not so much. Honestly, I rarely use the turbo stuff. To be perfectly honest, oh. most of them, even on the NES, like I had NES Max and I had a NES Advantage, but I was that kid who didn't really see much of a need half the time. So, for example, like a game like Contra where you fired a gun, you didn't have to mash the button constantly to do that. You just held the button down. Yeah. And the shooters that existed in arcades, well, those kind of shooters didn't really make it on the NES. Though, bro, I know maybe there were a couple Genesis shooters that worked like that. We had to mash the button to fire the gun. That would be where I'd use a turbo button. And also, I will say the bet. Um, 
Certain games, like say like Keith Gertz, I guess you could probably want to use turbo because you want to like have like sometimes you want to stand in place and just swing your sword constantly and just deflect enemies from coming towards you if you really don't want to just push forward. Or Mortal Kombat when it goes test your might and you have to mash the button to do the karate chop. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'll do it. But if that was if only, but I guess I didn't have turbo. I didn't have a turbo controller for the Genesis, so I couldn't do it on there. And I didn't have it on the Super Nintendo because yeah, I guess sweat. I think I only ever used the turbo on the Nintendo when we were playing like track and field and stuff like that, and you oh. had to like mash the buttons real fast. Oh yeah, see, those are the things that people, kids in this era, would have never had to deal with. How to get around, you know, limitations on games like punching the power pad with your fists or rubbing batteries across your controllers. Kids don't know anything about that mess. The, the, They're just the, breaking iPads. The battery strat is a pretty good idea. Oh yeah, I lived that strategy. Take a double A battery or a triple A battery, just like rub it across the two buttons. Mm. I would imagine like a like a D battery, like a bigger one. You can rub your palm across it. Most, the thing is, it wasn't about rubbing the like rolling it. It was. Holding it between your thumb and index finger, and hold it, and like kind of holding it in position with your knuckle, mm-hmm. like your knuckle, and it's like, like rubbing, just like <laughs> rubbing it between the two, and just wrecking your controller. Oh yeah, but it was worth it because <laughs> I didn't buy the controller. Mom and Dad bought the controller, oh, and they'll just get another one because their money was infinite, and I didn't have the concept of a job, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh, just get another one, Mom. I broke it. How? She's in track and field, but it's okay. I, I, I had to beat my friends. Of course. There's real money on the line here. You better believe it. We're talking uh, quarters. Real quarters. All right. Uh, our next track comes from um, a listener and friend, Michael Bridgewater. This is a game called uh, another another Amiga game, another Amiga home computer system. I love uh, how we got two Amiga submissions. I know. I, I'm actually really, pretty happy about this. I'm really pleased. This is for um, a game called Switchblade on the Amiga. This is in-game music. In-game background music three, composed by Ben Daglish.
Thunder. Sounds like uh, ACDC. Um, this is in-game background music three from the game Switchblade for the Amiga computer system, composed by Ben Daglish and chosen by our listener and friend Michael Bridgewater, aka Mebree sixty four. Which you said you're going to you, if you have if you're going to we got to play it on the episode the lobster race. Oh, we, we will, we will, we will. Oh God. Um, yeah. So. Uh, find uh, Mibri64, M-I-B-R-I-64 on YouTube um, for all of his amazing Commodore 64 demo tunes and his most recent one, which is the, the, the theme song to the, our, our game. Lobster Racing. Lobster Racing. The game that will so... It exists. Oh, it sounds so good, though. <laughs> it's got to happen. It's got to happen now. Um, I found my old project file for that. I never did anything with it, but I got other projects to work on, so... Um, and so Michael also brings us a testimonial. What I'm kind of testimonial? I'm starting to lose my voice already. He says, here's a track suggestion from a game on a system that is not a 16-bit home console, but a 16-bit home computer. Is this allowed? No worries if not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, Switchblade is a side-scrolling action platformer that, at a push, might be considered a sort of Metroidvania for its exploration and com- <laughs> combat elements. Yeah, there we are again. Um, it's a pretty solid title, uh, dr- driven by a wonderfully heroic-sounding in-game tune composed by the British computer game music legend Ben Daglish, who sadly died in 2018. Mm. Uh, the game was released on 16-bit computer systems like the Commodore Amiga and the Atari ST, as well as some 8-bit platforms such as the Commodore 64, the ZX Spectrum, but it was not ported to the big 16-bit home consoles that rude, ruled... <laughs> rude... <laughs> that ruled the gaming world in the late 80s and early 90s. This, I would suggest, really limited the size of the game's potential audience, hence why um, I believe it is an underappreciated 16-bit gem. I hope you dig the tune. I do dig the tune. It is weirdly powerful. I don't think it's funny. Like I like the track, but I always preface kept on being like, don't, don't, Yeah, it's, it's, I wasn't <laughs> like expecting part. this. It's when this hits. Do, do, do. Yeah, see, yeah, this is all the good stuff. Like the yeah. whole track is good, but like I get caught up on the, the most minimal part of the whole song, just the, like that metronome. Yeah, this part. Yes, this. I I get locked up here. So I think that that other part wouldn't be as good without this part. Like you need the light with the dark. I can cost. Like there. you gotta have like this long build up to be like, oh, here comes them switchblade. <laughs> here comes switchblade. He's done combing his hair. He's gonna take out the blade. <laughs> And then it builds up. It builds up so good. And here he comes. Guys, now I wish I had freaking hair. I want to pump it. I mean, no one's no one's stopping you from putting a wig on. But that wouldn't be the same. <laughs> would not be the same. It's not my pompadour. It's the store bought. Cool, cool Keith. You know the rapper Cool Keith. Probably not. But no. anyway, he had a, <laughs> I'm probably not is right. He had a big plastic pompadour. Oh. So he, he wrote with it. Oh, I thought I had. I thought the cat was in here. <laughs> yeah, the cat has a pompadour. All right. So he had a big one, like this big. And um, on what his uh, album was called Black Elvis. <laughs> oh, it, was pretty, it was really good. Well, sign me up then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so I think we're on to the last track of the set. No, this should be the bonus rail, sir. Um, that's right. We are. Holy crap. For now. Rob is turning into a pumpkin earlier than usual. See, I don't like that because that insinuates that when I'm not a pumpkin, that I am a uh, 
I'm a carriage. <laughs> no, not a carriage. I'm not a carriage. You're a rocket ship. Because the carriage turns into a pumpkin. No, the rocket ship turns into a pumpkin. The R- Rob Nichols turns into a, a pumpkin. A sneezy. Uh, uh, I don't even know what a sneezy <laughs> is. One of one of those one of those gnomes. The little mice people. Yeah, one of those gnomes that takes care of the the drugged out princess. <laughs> the other seven dwarves. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Out of all seven, you chose sneezy. I said sneezy. Yes. <laughs> You're not sleepy. The actual note is a dwarf named Sleepy. Man, look, I. I Which so you? <laughs> You're the sleepy. It's been a long week. That's <laughs> <laughs> so been really hot. It's been really, really hot. See, even the mice transform, so it's not like. Yeah, yeah, but they turn into other things. Yeah, wicked. The several carriage of- turns into the pumpkin. Yeah, but and you, you say Rob's about to turn back into a pumpkin. I'm like, no. I w- if I were a carriage, <laughs> I would already be the pumpkin turning back into a carriage. This is the dumbest conversation I've ever had. <laughs> I don't know why that happens. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't sleep enough. I said, no, you sleep plenty. You just wake up early. <laughs> okay. I really like... Uh, and cr- I really like- <laughs> and cr- creepy, sleazy, gropey, dumpy, crappy, and <laughs> crotch. Yeah, those are the... Those are what the, would they be, the seven schnorks? Let's move on to the bonus round and not just question that. Bonus <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the, um, we're on to this part of the show called the bonus round where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And this this is no different. Um, so, Purnell, uh, we, we, weren't, we don't always get bonus round picks on the, uh, on the show. All the more reason where if you guys have a thought for one, just send it in <laughs> because you never know. You never know. All right, so Pranav, what you got for us? So underappreciated tracks, this one came to mind for me fairly recently because Mike Myers is currently playing through Dynamite Hetty, mm. which he's playing for the very first time, whereas for me, Dynamite Hetty was my jam back in the 90s. It was, in fact, it was, I would say it was my first treasure game. Mm. Uh, many for many, the first treasure game was Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, that was definitely mine. But for yeah. me, it was Dynamite Heady, and to this day, I'm a huge fan of it, and not enough people talk about it. Um, so I got to looking for a cover specifically for my favorite stage in the game, being Area Four, Terminate Her Two, and Mad Mex. <laughs> uh, and I did find one. So this is stage more from stage four from Dynamite Heady called Remake Number One Hundred Nine, done by Bit Symphony.
Welcome back. You're listening to remake number 109, a stage four remix slash cover for the game Dynamite Heady done up by the Bit Symphony. And yes, I like it. Rob apparently really liked that one part. I did. And uh, <laughs> yes, like Dynamite Heady is a game that I wish more people would play because for all the weird games that Treasure <laughs> has done... <laughs> As early as this one was, this is probably still to me one of their weirdest games. You play as a person who's not a person. He's actually a puppet who lives in a puppet world, complete with, you know, stagehands and, you know, props and all these things. And the entire game takes place there. It hams it up and it definitely lays it on real thick. And what's Hetty's ability? He can throw his head. He can remove his head and replace his head with new heads. Each head gives him a different ability. And it's not decap attack. Nope. Nah, this no, this is a whole another head toss. Yeah, there's two there's two games on the Genesis where you're taking your head off and throwing it. <laughs> there's probably more. That's there's inc- probably more. That is amazing. <laughs> I probably. mean, throwing your head is a very in- important aspect of video games. It's an American thing to do. It's traditional. It's traditional. It's tradition, Pernell. That's right. We've been doing it since the sixties. Wushka. Wushka. But like, yeah, but like all these all these different abilities, some of the abilities aren't even important. Like I feel like there are definitely a few hat heads in the game that you don't even ever use if you don't want to. Oh. They have no purpose. They're just there because they're options. And I, I like that in games when there's things that like you don't need them, but they're like they're fun. Here's mm-hmm. something for fun to do just to change it up. And it has like there's like a number of weird like game tricks it does. So like there's like one of my favorite bosses. Even though the boss itself isn't even all that complicated. His name's Spinderella, and it's just this giant (laughs) ball in the center of a tower. And you're running around the tower, and the beginning of the fight, you're walking in front of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like swinging his arms around, like wilding them, and it's trying to smash you. And you're like throwing your head to hit its face, but you got to run around the tower to get to where its face is positioned. And then eventually, the thing gets angry, and it grabs the entire tower and spins it. So the next thing you know, you're on the back of the screen. So like now you're like tiny and your heart is harder to move yourself because you're technically in the distance. Mm. And he's still trying to smash you with his fist in the background. And it's just so fun to watch and play out. And back then, I can't think of too many other games that pull tricks like that. Um, yeah. But it's so cool. And it's like we were talking earlier about how uh, Mighty Flip Champs, though I think we probably talked about it off, off cut. But um, there's even a level kind of like that, the level this track plays in where as you're walking along the stage, You'll hit these CD levers that say "hit me," and then when you whack them, the entire like world flips backwards or flips down, and you go to the backstage. And you're running around backstage, and then you hit the next one, and you're back on the stage proper because it pulls the screen back up and everything flips back over. And it's just the, so many cool visual tricks that it does, and the music is good, and it's just so weird. The the the, the recurring enemy's name is a cat named Trouble Bruin. Which I can't emphasize how awesome that pun is. Oh man, that's amazing! So um, a friend of ours, Kim, her her cat's name is Trouble. There he is, Trouble Bruin. Call him Trouble 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 Bruin. I love that. That's so cute. B R U I N. All right. So my bonus round pick. Um, I really thought the Trodlers music was very interesting. So I went out and looked for more Trodlers music. Whoa, whoa! Before we move on. EB hit us with a factoid. Gotta okay. mention it. There was a Master System version of Dynamite Heady, but apparently it only came out in Brazil. Interesting. So I know that in South America, um, the Master System had a much longer lifespan. So maybe they were the bit. Maybe that's part of that. That's Kept. so interesting. 
I just like the fact that it exists for more people to play because everyone listening wow. to this show needs to play Dynamite Heady if you that like platformers. Um, so anyway, so I have been exploring uh, more of the Trodler's music from Alistair Brimble, and I found Alistair Brimble's uh, Bandcamp page where he did remasters and reworked versions of his soundtrack. Oh. So this is the um, arranged or reworked version of the title theme for the game Trodler's from his album The Amiga Works by Alistair Brimble. listening to <laughs> burn muscle <laughs> you're listening to the trodler's title theme from the amiga works this was a uh remastered arranged version of the trodler's music composed by alistair brimble so check that out we'll have links to um am i even recording i am recording aren't i <laughs> i've been doing this for five years <laughs> totally. don't even, i don't want to tell you that it's practically six Every once in a while, if you hear me like kind of slow my speech and I'm stopping for a second, I'm like, am I recording? Blame nine, blame being past 9 p.m. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to have links to um, his Bandcamp page um, where you can go and check that out. And um, everywhere, all, all, the, all our other bonus round artists you can find on our website, rhythmandpixels.com. You can get all that information there. You can buy the music. You can support these artists because they, they, need, they need your love. And support. And kindness. And a place to stay for the weekend. And ears. <laughs> and a ride to the airport. I see. I need those things. <laughs> oh, the other, the other reason that you're here tonight. <laughs> no, it's not. I covered Do you it. need a ride? No, no. My pop's going to cover it. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, you need a ride to the airport? Oh, I really do. Sucks to be you, Joe. No, no, actually, I could. I could drop, I could drop Christy off. Anyway, this is not for the podcast. <laughs> 
What are we doing? Thanks for joining us on episode 28-7 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is uh, our Patreon live episode where we're listening to um, listener-suggested underappreciated 16-bit. 16-bit. Jim. All right. Well, for now, this, this track came from our listener, uh, Buttsbo. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is a Smuggler's Cove from The Lost Vikings 2, the sequel for the SNES, composed by Glenn Stafford. Do you want to read the, uh, the testimonial there? Give me one second. Do you have it up? <laughs> I, I do. I told you. I'm like five screens over here. There we go. I am good to go. So, me, 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 me. This track comes from The Lost Vikings 2, which I used to play a lot. It's a pretty unique kind of puzzle platformer where you have a team of three Vikings and a few other characters, which you control one at a time, each one of them with its own set of strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> For a 2D platformer, only one of the three Vikings actually has a normal jump, which adds a lot of the challenge, Mm -hmm. as you have to figure out how to get all of them to the end of the level. Looking back, it's a fun one to analyze in terms of game and level design. Looking back at my childhood, (laughs) this theme is from the pirate ship area. I like how many of the tracks of the game start with an epic mood before they quickly move into a more funky or bouncy segment. I think it adds a lot to the cartoony style of the game. Also, the characters make a burp sound when they eat, and (laughs) one of the Vikings, Olaf, can actually fart while he's falling to get a little air boost. Something about that feels pretty 90s to me. I'm not sure how I'm going to switch it back. I'm not sure how rare this game is, but it doesn't come up as often, so that's why it's my pick for underappreciated 16-bit game. It is a quality choice, and honestly, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Um, but there is a game series out right now called Trine. They've had four games, and I am 100% positive that they were inspired by Lost Vikings. Hmm. So if you've never played Trine, you really should look them up because I bet you would like it. Bet you would love it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Trine University in Angola, India, Indiana, India. No, that, that that one didn't have a sequel. That's 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 a single cut. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Trine Four, The Nightmare Prince. Yep, that's the last game they put out in the series. Oh, no, no, Trine Access Technology. Oh Christ! <laughs> Trine One through Four, but don't don't get Trine Access Technology. That is a that is a that is an error. And they make uh, locks for doors. <laughs> Who knew? This is a cool track. I, I, I like the um, uh, the samples are, are really well placed. It's good. This is good. I, I, definitely, I, I, I didn't want to lose this on the show. When he said pirate ship, it kind of hammered it out quite nice. Like, yep, this is definitely, like, they nailed yeah. the pirate ship feel and sound with this. <laughs> Carlos says, fiber uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> That's you need that you need that. It's like it's something about you know potty humor in like a kids game is like oh it's gonna be fun. Hey, uh, yeah. I, I collect garbage pail kid cars. Who am I to judge? Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let he throw the first stone. Oh, and yeah. throw I shall. <laughs> all sixteen. You're not throwing stones. You're throwing um those little pieces of gum that are all hard and and Disgusting. fossilized. Yeah. We we challenge each other in contests, and the loser has to eat you know thirty year old gum. It's great. And you have to dip it into water. 
No, there's no so dipping. Like soften it. No, you don't soften it. You got to put it in your mouth and let it dissolve into dust on your tongue. Uh, it's or cut the roof of your mouth, whichever comes uh, first. It's uh, great. I'm not going to any of your parties. They're the <laughs> best gaming with. You know, no, well, gaming with you know. I am sending my regrets. <laughs> to <laughs> no, you got to make it interesting. You got to you know. Gaming has to come with, you know, <laughs> risks. You go to your party and where everyone's playing Mario Kart and you're like, care to make it interesting? And the guy starts to pull out his wallet and he's like, oh, yeah. And you're like, let's drink this terrible fluid that I mixed up earlier today. That is what I would do. It's mustard and mayonnaise and Also, ketchup. ghost pepper bubble gum, which yeah. I have done. Oh, that sounds awful. No, I didn't know. It, it was fine for me because I won. So, no. Oh, that sounds awful. That sounds <laughs> it was great for me. <laughs> Um, anyway, thanks to everybody for listening to the show. Um, if you like what you're hearing and you want to say hi to us, or if you don't like what you're hearing and you want to let us know, I appreciate that too. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Don't knock on wood. Knock I don't want wood. to. You can email us at the email address that we have set up for you. <laughs> Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And go to our website for um, uh, track current events, track listings, um, information uh, about music the videos. What's that? Mary Jigs. <laughs> All the dancing and stuff. <laughs> Christ, bro. Christ. <laughs> Rhythmandpixels.com Rhythm where all that stuff is. For a full You're track. Tired. I'm getting super stupid right now. I'm going to slap happy in a second. Um, for yeah. full... I'm going to lean back. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's like Pardales, The Night Owl, and Rob Likes to Sleep. I like to sleep. That is the show that we put on. Yeah. So listen... To the music that we play, this one submitted by the listeners today. Hey, come and hang out with Robin Purnell. It's the Rhythm and Pixel Show. You can't, you can't make me excited for your with with your joyful song, Purnell. But it's a great song. <laughs> it's about a good show. Everyone jam. Uh, anyway, on the website <laughs> um, is a full track listing of all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes and uh, links to all of the stuff that we're doing. Um, Purnell's. Uh, game reviews our uh, discord server is linked on that website as well i mean you can check us out on instagram and twitter and facebook it's rhythm and pixels oh, i should not have closed my eyes all one word or rhythm and pixels is all one word um, you can find us on all those locations all of those locations for now <laughs> i'm fighting i'm fighting I hate I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, smack, smack. Um, yeah, and then uh, go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. We have a 24-7 uh, 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts radio station playing all day, all night for your listening pleasure. So go check that out. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you could do is tell people about it. Or you can subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're on Spotify, or if you're on YouTube, or if you're on Apple Apple Podcasts, or dig a hole in the woods, put some leaves <laughs> over top, and put a you put like a Spotify <laughs> attached cell phone at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people are like, "Oh, what's that song? I know I've heard that music before." Bam, bam, trapped. Bam, we got meat for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and they have some great music to listen to in the meantime. You can do that. If you, you can support us in other ways. Um, you go to patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Um, as a member uh, at all tiers, you get access to a weekly prequel episode of me and Purnell chatting. Um, current events, honestly, um, and just stuff that we're catching up with each other. And you also get access to a monthly live stream episode that we're doing like today. This one right this one. here. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to do it with us. 
That's right. Rob's like, I'm half asleep, and I'm like, I have lots of caffeine. That's what you're getting, baby. That's what you're getting. Coconut water. Coconut water with loads of caffeine in it. <laughs> is this is it rhythm and pixels like Russian attack like ghosts and goblins? I guess it could it could be. Oh, I like no, that. It's like bubbles and scratch rhythm, or whiz and Liz rhythm, or hop and bop. Like apostrophe n. Um, I do say it like that though. Rhythm and rhythm and rhythm and rhythm and pixels. Rhythm and pixels. Uh, but yeah, so go to patreoncom slash pixels to get access to all that stuff. Um, at the highest tiers, a uh, $10 tier and $20 tier, you get access to doing um, some fun stuff on our radio station. You can send me um, what you would like to say on the show, like a shout out, or if you want to promote something, and we'll put it on rotation on the radio station. At the $20 tier, you can record your own voice and send it to me, and I will put it on rotation as like a little promo on the radio station. Um, like every 10, 15 songs, you're going to hear it. Over and over again for now. <laughs> and over, and over, and over again. Um, so yeah, so check that out. And um, also at the highest tiers of our Patreon, we like to thank those members. So we'd like to thank Frankly Zappa, and we'd like to thank a brand new Patreon member, Sean Dobbins, and then Mike Myers, Andreas Mielberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, the Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, uh, another brand new Patreon member for now. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Chris Wisner, aka Musashi219. Give it up. But it's a giggle. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Christopher Shenstrom, also thank you. Uh, Davy Cakes, David Taylor, Harold Howard, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio coming through with a piggity 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 plex server. Thank you. Uh, Michael Bridgewater, aka Mebri, aka Forever Sound Version Podcast. Thank you. Reinhard Selkova, Sleepy S'more. I totally get that. I'm sleepy. Uh, Steve Miller. Taco, <laughs> I totally get that. I'm Miller. And you're Miller. <laughs> sleepy Miller. Uh, Taco. Thank you, Taco. Uh, the Autistic Gamer 89. And Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy podcast, who is a good buddy and a good podcast friend and a good podcaster. Great father. Great human being. He's a good dude. We salute you. <laughs> and how. I'm going to sit up now because that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you everybody for your continued support of our show. All the money goes towards, um, you know, keeping the, all the costs for the podcast, the, the storage, um, equipment. And eventually when we get back to, you know, ancient times, me and Pranel can travel again and go to your favorite convention and talk into your face and just be flat out ridiculous. Yeah. In person, in person. Um, so thank you all so much for your support of the show. Uh, Pernally, got anything else you want to say before I turn the lights out? Well, there's always the one thing, but that happens after the thing. Oh, after the lights are out? Yes. You know the, you know the deal. We have, a, we have a format, Rob. You need a, you need a ride to the airport? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show, Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Uh Be safe, everybody. Don't drive while you're sleepy. Unless you are really good at it, in which case, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but and remember, so this is more of a U.S. thing, but I guess it's a world thing too, depending on where things are falling in your neck of the woods. But uh, there are a lot of con- things are changing as far as like our conditions go and situation. You know, restrictions are coming down, and people are going about their business and you know, whatnot. And my philosophy has been. You know, some people are a little anxious about it. Some people are excited about it, you know. But at the end of the day, 
everybody's going to be what they're going to be about it. And what that means is, as it generally tends to be, you can only really truly look out for you and yours. So what I mean by that is, with my example, uh, I'm happy that things are shifting. But as far as me wearing, you know, not wearing a mask at the grocery store, that probably won't be changing. I'll still be doing it. I will go unmasked with my friends, of course, because that's fun. And I am comfortable taking that chance. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. But at the same time, if a person in the grocery store does not want to do that, I'm not going to give them any grief over it. That's their choice to make. We're in the situation now where we people are going to do what we're going to do. But the important part here is you have to do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You have to do what's best for your family and just... Be calm, be comfortable as best you can. Don't let it get to you too much. Try not to get too anxious or or upset about what's going on. Just live because things are moving and we can't stop the gears. Yeah. But we can also work to not get crushed between the gears. Just be. Be.